Welcome to our weekly and Episcopal Sermon podcast. We are so glad you found us. This is a live recording of the gospel reading and sermon from last Sunday's service at the Episcopal Church in Almaden. The life of this podcast depends on your listening support. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to support us, simply subscribe to this podcast on your channel of choice. Come. Join us along our shared path for today's episode. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not 10 made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I always wanted help preaching. Thank you, Kai. This is great. If you don't like what I say, listen to what he says. He's closer to God. Yeah. Actually, um, uh, there was somebody on a talk show who has a, I think about a three-year-old and a new baby. And every morning when they go to get the baby up, the three-year-old wants to go with them. And so, um, so he goes with his dad, and, and every morning he says to his father, can I smell the baby? And his dad says, yeah. And he, he crawls into the crib, and he leans up, and he sniffs his brother's head. And he says, mmm, he smells like angels. They're closer to God than we are. They just came. An old farmer uh, got tired of hearing his priests say each Sunday that everything we have comes from God. It's, it's on loan from God. We are only stewards of what we have and are responsible to God for what we do with it. And he got tired of that, so he invited the priest to his home for dinner. And after a lovely home-cooked meal, the farmer took his priest outside in the back, and, and with a huge sweep of his arm, he said, look at all of this. As far as you can see, I've worked my entire life to build this farm. I've bought adjacent pieces. I've proved up the land. I've worked my fingers to the bone day and night. How can you stand there 
and tell me that I don't own this land, that God gave it to me. And the priest looked around at the truly impressive sight, and he said, ask me that question in a 100 years. In our first reading this morning, we have the story of Naaman, the Assyrian high commander who conquered the northern kingdom of Israel in 721 BCE. They were the oppressors, the the Assyrians were the oppressors of Israel. And Naaman, along with his people, worshipped many, many gods. When he was cured of his leprosy by Elisha, the great Israelite prophet, get the irony there, he returned to give thanks and declared his belief in the one true living God, Yahweh. Naaman's thanks and praise to God completed the cycle He was not only cleansed of his leprosy, he was also transformed and made whole. A despised outsider becomes the example of faith and thanksgiving. Then in today's gospel, we have 10 men with leprosy They're a mixed company of Jews and Samaritans who ordinarily would not have been living together. But their identity as despised and feared outcasts transcends the historical hatred between their peoples. All 10 were cured of leprosy and returned to their communities. This was a great blessing to all of them. It restored their very lives to them. Additionally, one of the 10 was transformed and entered into a life-giving relationship with God through the vehicle of gratitude and grace. All 10 knew they were cured, but one believed it. One internalized and reframed his life around this blessing in a way that awakened the response of praise and thanksgiving. God does seem to insist on choosing the most unlikely people to be our teachers, and very often they're our children. I know that has been the case in my life. I have learned so much from my kids. Gratitude closes and extends the cycle of blessing. God reaches out to us first, always. God is always the initiator. And in our gratitude, we respond to God and our hearts open and the circuit of love completes. 
And that gives us the forward-moving energy of love, opening our eyes to more blessings and sending ripples of additional blessings and grace out beyond our understanding to touch other people. When we live in gratitude, <clears throat> it's an upward spiral. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. He urges us to give thanks in all things. In the Wednesday night book group, we are studying the book of joy <clears throat> by the Dalai Lama and um, Desmond Tutu, Archbishop Tutu. And they talk about being able to have lasting joy even through times of suffering. The Dalai Lama tells a story about having had an attack of appendicitis while he was giving a talk, and they had to drive him two hours to the nearest hospital over rough roads. So it was a terrible trip, and he was in a lot of pain. And he looked out at the villages as they drove by, and in one of them, he saw a man disheveled and dirty, alone, lying on the ground, <clears throat> actively dying. And his heart opened with compassion for that man. And for the rest of the trip, he says, he concentrated his positive energy on that man. And he says that it lessened his own pain. Oh, oh. See, there's always somebody to help when things go wrong. There is. Isn't that nice? Yeah. There's always somebody to help. That's a good thing for us to remember, too. You know what? When we feel like doing that, just know there are always people. There's always somebody to help. And look, he gets a Kleenex. Oh, that was so hard. Compassion for others. It's okay, I think he's almost done. Yeah, he's fine, don't leave. You're fine. Compassion for others, it seems, helps us reframe our own suffering. I believe that gratitude is also part of reframing painful situations. Give thanks in all circumstances. Paul says. I thought I would try this. What's it going to hurt? And so I have been praising and thanking God for the almost 72 years that I had with my sister without adding the judgment that I wanted more time. And though it requires some letting go, it brings me to a place of peace when I am able to dwell in that gratitude. A place of peace 
and a place actually of reality. Reality, there's nothing I can do about this. This is something that happened. And so the reality is there to say, give thanks, not for her passing, but for the many years and loving experiences and beautiful memories that I have. Gratitude is the unmistakable sign of understanding that a gift has been given. Gratitude is the unmistakable sign of the understanding that a gift has been given. We acknowledge all our gifts every Sunday when we say, all things come from you, O Lord. Yes, and of your own have we given you. But I can tell you that it took me personally a really long time to believe that. I began to understand that not just intellectually, but in my heart and my gut, when I served on the stewardship committee of my parish as a layperson. As I studied and thought and prayed more about how everything is gift, I began to be more joyful. I looked forward to working with my other committee members once a week. It was the highlight of my week. (laughs) And coming to this sense of abiding gratitude deepened and enlivened my relationship with God in amazing ways through God's grace. Gratitude opens the heart, and then the spirit can do her work. I know that gratitude is life-changing. Gratitude leads to generosity, and those two are a powerful producer of joy. And we understand that this is not just a Christian perspective, it's a scientific perspective as well, if you read the book, the book of joy, and it is a human perspective. But from our Christian perspective, we, like the Samaritan man who was cured of leprosy, we recognize gift and respond to God with thanks and praise through our Lord Jesus Christ. All things come from you, O Lord. Thank you for listening to this week's episode on An Episcopal Sermon Podcast. May this episode inspire you to apply lessons from these teachings to your everyday life. If you found inspiration in this episode, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast through the channel of your choice and spread the word. If you would like to see the full service from which today's sermon was drawn, visit our YouTube channel linked in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to donate any amount to our listeners' support on Anchor or visit the donation page on our website, www.churchinalmaden.org slash donations.